Forever and always I'm always here Hi everyone and welcome back to the second episode of I'm Always Here A podcast about Baywatch For Baywatch fans by a Baywatch fan And I'm so happy to welcome you all back um, I thought the premiere pilot episode was just such a laugh and such a such a great time for community and um, I think a lot of us really came together and um, it's it's wonderful to share something you're passionate about um, with other people who are passionate as well um, forgive me right off the bat if you hear some ice clinking around in here um, due to a um, unexpected and unfortunate <laughs> uh, venue change the um, air circulation in the um, the linen closet I'm currently recording from is, is not ideal um, so my uh, typical warm uh, steaming cup of coffee where you might hear me uh, sipping and slurping occasionally <laughs> um, is just uh, it's not possible it's it's far too hot um, where I currently am um, apparently um, my um, parents did not agree with me using the office space as I did not request um, prior permission to to use it in a, as a recording studio, a pseudo recording studio. So um, <laughs> we came to um, what they are calling a compromise, and I'm uh, I'm up here in the um, in the old linen closet. Um, so it's working out well. I'm really hoping it um, it adds to the ambiance and uh, maybe brings out some of these dulcet tones when we're talking about the score of the show and um, you know some of Mitch's more deep uh, deep voiced. Um, scenes and scenarios so um again forgive me i'm drinking some iced coffee and uh, if you hear some rustling or um, crinkling uh, you know in the late 80s my mother had a fascination with these um corn husk shawls um so we have dozens and dozens of these stacked up in here and uh, it's very hard to even turn my head without um bumping into one and crinkling one up so um Again, you know, bear with me, and um, <laughs> we're gonna make the best out of this. And that's exactly what um, Mitch and the gang do on Baywatch when they get into a sticky situation, and it's usually very, very hot at the beach. Um, so uh, they use their heads and they are, remain calm, and they get through it. <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do here. And uh, before we uh, dive too far in, I do want to uh, mention this about the first, um, the previous podcast, episode one. Um, that yours truly made a very, very large faux pas, and I am, uh, I'm very, I want to apologize up front for that, um, in that I did not introduce myself, um, in the first episode, and, um, <laughs> that is something that I cannot believe, uh, believe I, uh, I left out, uh, you know, since, um, uh, since I recorded and, uh, released the first episode, I've probably gone back and listened to it, oh, well over 130, 140 times, and I know exactly when I noticed this, it was on, um, the re-listen, uh, the 126th re-listen, <laughs> which is usually when, uh, <laughs> broadcasters have that eureka moment, the, um, the uh, light bulb moment, if you will, and, um, I said, oh my gosh, Tom, you didn't introduce yourself, <laughs> So let me do that now. Uh, my name is Thomas Boatwater. 
Um, you're welcome to call me Tom or even Boatwater. <laughs> Either one is fine with me. Uh, my family and um, in more formal settings, I would go by Thomas. But I, again, I want this to be a very loose and relaxed um, <clears throat> podcast here and a joining of minds here. So um, please, please, by all means, call me Tom in the comment section or on phone calls or, um, you know, instant messengers or, you know, all these new <laughs> these newfangled ways of, of communicating. Uh, but yes, either Tom or Boatwater is fine. And uh, I know you're probably thinking to yourself, I can't believe his name is Boatwater, <laughs> given his affinity for Baywatch. Um, and uh, maybe there's something to that. <laughs> uh, personally, I've never been on a boat and I've, I rarely ever go into the water, as I said before. But I do come from a long line of boat builders. Um, you know, it's come down in the family and hence that's the given name. Your name is Boatwater. I know many of you um, enthusiasts um, <clears throat> are probably familiar with the SS Balto. And um, as funny as it sounds, my great-great-grandfather was the shipwright um, for the Balto. And um, just, you know, as a brief aside, um, I think it's important that we all, you know, share a little bit about ourselves. Um, <clears throat> in the late 1800s, uh, my great-great-grandfather, also named Thomas, was commissioned to build a merchant ship um, named the Balto. <laughs> and, um, you know, this was in France, and back in those days, there was a very, very extreme shortage of pine, which most of the world powers were building their merchant ships out of. And uh, being a um, trailblazer that he was, my great-great-grandfather Thomas said, we have an abundance of pine, <laughs> and why don't we just use pine to build the boat? <laughs> Now, most people called him crazy, and uh, most people said, hey, pine will never work. It's not going to work, and, uh, and they, they turned out to be correct. Um, the Balto, uh, unceremonial, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting a little uh, choked up here, um, unceremoniously sank uh, before making it out of the, um, out of the bay, they say. <laughs> And um, it was, a, you know, of course, a sapwood like a pine is going to immediately swell and um, the joisters and joints. I'm not a I'm not a woodworker, so forgive me. Um, and please feel free to correct me in the comments. But the joints and, um, you know, all the things that a boat are made out of immediately swelled. And um, essentially the boat just, um, you know, fell apart. <laughs> um, there were no casualties. Uh, it was so close to the shore. Most men were able to. Um, you know, swim uh, very, very easily in some, in such, you know, in such shallow water that, you know, they were able to walk even back to the shore. Um, and so, yes, uh, that is the origin of my family name as far as we can go back and see. And um, through the early 1900s, following the, um, you know, as they phrased it, the uh, Balto um, debacle, the bad Balto and so forth, um, we were actually stripped of the name Boatwater. And uh, we're called Boat Wrong um, for many years and uh, No Boat and um, Boat, you know, Boat Sink and so forth until the um, 50s where my father um, went to an actual court and um, got our name changed back to its rightful name, you know, Boat Water. So since then, um, and surely since I've been born, uh, we've always been the Boat Waters. Um, but uh, since, you know, since then, we've we've haven't had any uh, <laughs> any Balto like trouble. And uh, of course, we, there were no longer any um, shipbuilders in our family um, after that incident. So it's not something that um, 
we talk about a lot with, within our family, but it is something that I like to share and uh, just kind of lend itself to um, knowing a little bit more about me and um, where I come from. All right, now that we've got that little um, history lesson uh, <laughs> over with, I promise um, there won't be any homework on that, I promise. <laughs> and uh, that I've probably um, introduced myself and hopefully mended a few fences from my um, from my faux pas. I'd like to take this opportunity to reflect a little bit on the um, first episode and uh, give everyone in the community a chance to maybe meet um, some of their peers. So... I'm looking at my YouTube page where I uploaded the first podcast, and uh, I see a wonderful comment. Let me pull it up right here. <laughs> Sorry, the internet is a uh, is a little bit spotty up here. It's um, completely separated from the main part of the house, and the the Wi-Fi is um <laughs> at its at its very limit up here. It seems <laughs> as well as the air conditioning. Um, I see a comment here from uh, someone named the DW1142, and I can only imagine what that means. <laughs> but it says here, it's like I'm running through the sand with Mitch Buchanan. And I want to say a big thank you to uh, Mr. 11, uh, Mr. 1142. Um, that's the kind of feelings I'm trying to and hoping to evoke um, through this spoken word rather than the visual medium of a television show. Um, I'd love for you to feel the the spray of the beach and, um, you know, the salt and the sand and uh, uh, I guess uh, people make hot dogs and um, whatnot. I'd like for everybody to get that smell. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, so a comment like that I really, really love seeing and I encourage, um, I encourage more of you to um, leave comments and let me know how this is affecting you and how you feel about, uh, about Baywatch and about life um, when you listen to this um, this program here and uh, beyond that there was a number of other comments um, that I received not um, publicly via YouTube or um, Spotify but in the form of text messages from my extended family and um, many of those were not uh, not as long or not along the same lines as uh, DW1142 um, many of those were more like um, why are you doing this um, um, please stop doing this. Uh, didn't we already go through this with the Balto? And, um, you know, things like that. But uh, I'm not going to take those to heart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let those um, roll off of me like um, salt water on a surfboard. <laughs> or the whole of a, a rescue jet ski. <laughs> something like, something along those lines. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to choose to ignore those. Because I know there's so many of you um, that really, truly do appreciate this um, this program for what it is and what it's going to be so we're not going to hang up on the negative um so if you are going to leave a comment i'd love for it to be positive but i prefer it just to be honest uh, I, you know i'm tough um, when i feel down and when i feel discouraged i think about uh, all the trials and tribulations of the um the lifeguards on baywatch and mitch in particular and uh, just how he shows courage in the face of um in the face of adversity like this so keep them coming uh and we're going to grow in this together, so there's there's no worries there. And again, just feel free and open. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, I'm finally, I think, ready to sink our teeth into the pilot episode. And I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, I introduced it last time, obviously, but I um, probably need to reintroduce it, as I'm sure there are going to be many, many more listeners. Uh, and this may be their first episode, so panic. At the pier.
we are met with the sunny beach of California. I, um, there's some slight introductions to some minor players in this, but I really want to get into the first critical scene of the show. And I'll be providing timestamps for those of you who um, are going to watch along, which I do recommend, but it's not necessary. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly able to um, paint a picture <laughs> for you, a landscape, uh, you know, the, tota- the totality of the scene. So I'm very, very capable and very willing to do that. But I will be providing timestamps. I will. Um, so we are met with two kind of personalized boats. I believe they're called kayaks or ocean some kind of small ocean vessels um, ripping through the tide on the beach. Um, And as we draw closer, we can see that it's a race, and it's a very pitched race. Um, It's hard to tell who's winning and who's losing and who's falling behind and who's gaining steam as they approach. Um, But as we do come further into focus, we see that Mitch is in the lead, as usual. It's not unexpected, especially for a veteran uh, viewer. Um, but there's also somebody else on his kayak. And I remember the very first time I saw this, I, I couldn't fathom who that could be because a, a 1v2 race is not altogether fair. Um, but as they come crashing into the shore, um, we see that Mitch is with a small child. Um, and we learn that that is his son, Hobie, uh, a character that, quite frankly, I'm not too fond of. And... Um, I always thought that Mitch deserved um, deserved better from his um, from his firstborn son, but, <laughs> but um, that's not something we'll uh, we'll get into right now. We'll, we'll talk about that much much further on um, down the line as the characters develop. What I also found very very interesting, and this is again this is picture me as this is a first time viewer, the first time I'm seeing this show. I see that Mitch is wearing a yellow, a bright bright yellow. Um, you know, ocean shirt, uh, but it has a collar. And so when I was watching this um, in the late 80s, as I said, 1989 to be exact, I thought that perhaps this was a, a James Bond situation where Mitch would come out of the out of the water and um, be dressed for a gala. You know, he's very, very rugged, and um, he certainly has the looks, and if they were going to eventually cast a new Bond, I certainly think he should um, at least, at the very least, get an audition. But that was running through my mind when I first saw this as a... Um, you know, this is a very formal shirt for um, some kind of ocean race, uh, and it, it was very startling and shocking to me. But as they uh, pull their boats in, we do see that Mitch has won, uh, even with his son in tow. And <laughs> a very, very beautiful, beautiful woman uh, has lost the race, and um, she throws out accusations of cheating and... Um, you know, foul play. And again, at first I was like, how can this woman accuse Mitch of cheating? There's not a chance in hell that he would, pardon me, <laughs> excuse me. There's not a, there's not a chance in heck that he would ever cheat in anything, much less um, an athletic feat in the ocean. Um, but it turns out they're just having a good time. And uh, it's more of a friendly competition, as they would say, versus a really pitched, um, pitched race or any, with any stakes on the line, to be sure. Um, we also find out in this sequence a very, very integral and key uh, piece of information that Mitch is divorced. And again, it was startling to me um, watching, but it is true. He is divorced and he has to take his son to, I guess, go back to his mom, you know, go back with his mother. The visitation time is over. So that's a little bit of just the first, first scene. Um, and on my, um, I would get into more of their conversational. Um, 
the tone and the actual words. Uh, I plan on introducing some impressions in this. I'm still working those out. I'm workshopping them. Um, but in my last, my current, you know, my current watch through while I'm researching for this, I'm actually watching the um, German version, uh, the German language version. Um, for a variety of reasons, uh, most pressing, so I can watch this, and uh, if my parents happen to walk by the room, or my um, my babysitter, when my parents aren't here, they, she happens to, I prefer, um, and I've really, really tasked my parents with um, calling that a um, supervi- supervisor- supervisorial companion, rather than a babysitter. I feel that uh, that's <laughs> a little bit more appropriate. Um, but if anybody happens to walk past my room, they will think that I am working on my language studies um, versus watching Baywatch. So it, um, it works out for a variety of reasons. Um, although I do admit it is making it very, very hard to um, follow the plot um, thus far. Um, but as we said, um, yeah, so that we can obviously tell that there's probably some romantic interest between Mitch and this um, beautiful, beautiful woman. Her name escapes me. Um, and um, in the um, in the German version, it's a very very difficult name to say, um, Franke, 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 or something along those lines. But that's obviously not the name in the uh, in the American version. And I will certainly certainly update this um, in the video description with the correct name. Um, excuse me for one second. Uh, Here's some rustling going on here, and I am not moving at all. Once again, it's going to be uh, my sincerest apologies. It appears there is a small um, rodent of some kind in this linen closet. It appears to have burrowed into the um, the corn husk uh, ponchos here, and it um, appears to be very, very angry and upset. Um, and it is time for me to go and um, sort this out, and hopefully next weekend, uh, when I record the third episode, we'll have a better resolution to this. But in the meantime, I have... Um, I have got to vacate the premises. So until next time, I'm always here. My God.